All right, thanks, guys. Sam Doughton from GoBlueRaiders.com joins us. If you haven't followed Sam on GoBlueRaiders.com or on social media, you need to do that. He's the beat writer and uh, puts up some great stuff, uh, game previews, uh, season previews, rehashes, notes, columns, all kinds of stuff. And, Sam, this past weekend, Middle went to Virginia Tech and really, I thought, played very, very well against a rock-solid they're not going to win the national championship, but Virginia Tech is just a sound, very good football team. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you talked to the players after the game. That was one thing that I took away from them is how confident they felt after the game, and I thought it was very well justified. Particularly in that first half, they really came out and showed that they deserved to be on the same field as that team. They kept the game really close. It probably should have been 10-7 to 7 at halftime, if not 7-7, to 7, if one or two plays yeah. go their way. So, and, you know, I think Bailey Hockman, the quarterback of the Blue Raiders, said after the game, you know, we played a good game today. We need to play a great game. And I think that's that was the main takeaway for them coming out of Blacksburg. Yeah, you, you look at, you know, in, in there was a, a couple of things. Middle did not have very many penalties, but the ones they had against them came just at awful times. Yeah, I mean, you have that, you know, that unsportsmanlike on Mahomia Rizul on offense, and then Richard Kenley got a late hit on defense, and those were two backbreakers for different reasons. Well, and then the, the, you had two false starts on offense that were t that came at just awful times. Yeah, the false starts I think are a little bit harder to, to correct necessarily because some of it was just the environment for them in that in that large stadium, but just really tough spots for the penalties. And you know, if those four penalties don't go your way, you're probably looking at a lot closer game at the end of the thing. So even though it was you know a 35-14 score at the end, probably should have been 35-7 if they don't put in the second stringers in the second half. Yeah. You know, it was a lot closer than the score look and. and I was, you know, happy to see the team also felt that way coming off the field. Yeah, the uh, obviously there's always a lot of attention on the quarterback position. You know, you, you look at, at Bailey Hockman's numbers and then compare them to what he did against Virginia Tech last year. Obviously, he has improved and in a in a situation that that is good for him. Uh, but you know, Chase Cunningham came in. I thought really gave them some good stuff on tape. To, to move forward with Mike Delello playing his role. I think Brent Deerman, what he is doing with his quarterbacks, he he is, you know, he, he's he's struck a pretty good balance here. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I think that's been one of the things that I've been most excited to see going into the season was how would the team adjust to Brent Deerman's new offense. Anytime you bring in a new coordinator, there's always going to be all sorts of moving and new personnel, new plays, and all three quarterbacks have really done well within, like you said, they're in their specific role. Mike Dello is often going to be more of a running threat when he's in at quarterback, but who can also throw the ball. Chase Cunningham is really good at that sort of West Coast offense type of routes that they often run out of a lot of those shotgun sets. And then Hockman can really sling it. Hockman has got a big downfield threat and, and and can do those intermediate routes as well. So I think all three of them uh, have proven that if they step in the game, they can be the guy for the team, and that's only going to help the team rise in confidence as the season moves forward. Yep. Now we move into conference play, and, and, and now you start playing teams that are built like yourself. I mean, Virginia Tech was 316 across the front, you know, and just tried to mash, you know, middle's defensive front. But now Conference USA is a speed league, and UTSA has plenty of it. Oh, 100% plenty of it. And you saw that speed firsthand when they played Illinois the first week of the season and came out and got an upset on the road against a Big Ten team. Huge win for the conference, huge win for that program. I and mean, then, you know, they beat up on FCS opponent Lamar last week as well. So it's clearly a team on the rise. They had a really good year last year, made their first bowl, I think, since 2017. And, and they're a team that has a lot of confidence and a lot of speed, like you said. I think, but I think one advantage that this Blue Raider team has is they've been able to bring in some new guys now, the transfer portal from the, from the JUCO level. 
able to give themselves a little bit more depth and a little bit more size in certain key spots. So I'd be interested to see what the battle in the trenches are like. I know we've got a UTSA's got a little bit smaller line, a little bit like we have on the offensive line. So I think our, our front seven could do a really good job mm -hmm. against them in that situation. But I, I'm just excited to watch the game. I think it'll be a fun environment on the road in the Alamo Dome. We don't get to play in a dome in the regular season all too often these days. And I think it's it's a, it's a great battle for the conference and it should be a good showcase. Yep, should be a good showcase game indeed. You can follow Sam's work on GoBlueRaiders.com, but where can they find you on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, the easiest way to find me on Twitter is to search my handle at SJDoughton. That's D-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. That's where you can find me on Twitter. And then Facebook, you can follow Blue Raider Football, and that'll, all my stories will be posted there. All right. There you go. Sam Doughton joins us from GoBlueRaiders.com. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow.